This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Hello, bitches. Welcome to Resting Bitch Face. I'm your host, Julie, and this is my first solo podcast. I am equally excited and nervous, but I got a lot of stuff I want to talk about, so I figured why not record a quick little podcast, get out some uh, ideas and thoughts, and go from there. Who knows? This may be a normal thing. I may get back into having guests every week, but you guys let me know what you think. So, some of the things that I want to talk to you guys about, uh, something that I thought was really interesting is Britney Spears' new lawyer. His name is Matthew Rosengart. He's actually a former federal prosecutor who's represented Sean Penn, Steven Spielberg, and Julia Louis-Dreyfus. Last, uh, So on Monday, just a couple days ago, he filed a motion to appoint a new accountant to take over Britney's conservatorship, the estate conservatorship. In the legal document, he said that Jamie Spears has, quote, profitably profited handsomely from the conservatorship. He is apparently receiving $16,000 a month from Britney's estate, which obviously sounds like a lot of money to most people, but in terms of Britney Spears's wealth, it doesn't seem out of the realm of possibility for conservatorship. Um, in the document, he says, quote, Indeed, serious questions abound concerning Mr. Spears' potential misconduct, including conflicts of interest, conservatorship abuse, and the evident dissipation of Miss Spears' fortune, which Mr. Spears has effectively controlled since 2008, unquote. And that is what he wrote in the legal document requesting to replace Jamie as the conservatorship of the conservator of the estate. Um, saying that he has dissipated her fortune is definitely stressful to think about. She has worked her ass off her entire career, but especially since she's been under conservatorship. And to think that her father has, you know, spent tons of money, of her money, and kind of dissipated her fortune is very sad to hear. But the good thing is that this new attorney seems like he is a shark. I cannot wait to see what happens and what he does with the conservatorship. So we just have to kind of go from there and see what happens. But so far, it seems like he is taking a really strong stance on this. So I cannot wait to see what happens. Um, in other legal news, Nathaniel David Rowland was sentenced to life in prison for the kidnapping and murder of Samantha Josephson. So in 2019, Samantha was out with roommates. She got separated from her friends and she called for an Uber. So what they believe happened is that she mistook Nathaniel David Rowland's car as her Uber. She got in. They are saying that he locked the child locks and so she was unable to get out. And uh, her roommates filed a missing persons report the next day because they were unable to get a hold of her. Her body was found by hunters in the woods 65 miles from where she was last seen. And uh, fortunately, he was sentenced to life in prison. Unfortunately, you know, her friends and family have lost her. And it, it's devastating, but it's another 
way for us to remember that we have to be on alert, especially as women. Make sure that your Uber information or your Lyft information matches. I don't ever use Uber or Lyft, but I do believe that they started putting a description of the vehicle that is picking you up, including the uh, license plate information, I believe. So make sure that you are checking that information and comparing it to your app before you get in any vehicles and obviously keep in touch with your friends and family. Um, I know that, you know, I had surgery about a year ago and after you have surgery and you've been under anesthesia, they do not allow you to leave the hospital in an Uber or a Lyft. And I believe that's definitely to protect you from, you know, harm being done to you as you're kind of in and out and you're kind of groggy and everything. And I believe that we should definitely be careful when we've been drinking as well. Make sure you're staying in touch with your friends, that you are keeping side by side with them and try not to get separated. Obviously, this is not victim blaming. It is not her fault. It's devastating, but it's another reason for us to be really on alert and pay really close attention to what we're doing and where we are and our surroundings. So everybody make sure, you know, go out and have fun, but be safe out there for sure. Um, I also, so the name Nathaniel reminded me of this crazy story, you guys. I went to a Christian school in, like, from kindergarten through seventh grade. And during my time in that school, there's actually been two murderers that I've gone to that school with. And it always blows my mind that the craziest stuff seems to happen in, like, religious schools and everything. Um, the one I talked about recently on an episode, and that was my PE teacher who was having an affair with another woman. And uh, she was a woman. So that right there is kind of ironic that you're teaching at a Christian school, but you're a lesbian. But okay, cool. Um, so she was married and she was having an affair with another woman. And her husband came home from work early, caught her on the couch with this other woman and she actually ended up murdering him. And not only did she murder him, but she framed her daughter, who was in my my class, my age, she was in sixth or seventh grade. She tried to convince her daughter to lie and say that the daughter stabbed her father in defense of her mother. First of all, that's fucking absurd. What a sick thing to do. Second of all, the daughter ended up telling the truth and saying no, that her mother stabbed and murdered her father. So that's one crazy story from my Christian school. But then hearing the name Nathaniel reminded me of another kid. So the other day, my friend Christina sent me a message on Facebook and she was like, hey, Nathaniel Baria is got parole. And I was like, what are you talking about? Parole for what? And she's like, oh, he like stabbed and murdered his father in 2009 and like accidentally stabbed his sister and mother at the same time. So I'm like, accidentally, what does that mean? So she sends me the article. And basically what happened is Nathaniel Baria um, was... Uh, well, is an Asian person. I really don't know where he's from. I think there were Filipino, that family. Um, Don't quote me on that. But anyways, grew up with a very strict father. And Nathaniel was in, I mean, he was expected to get A+. This was a father that's like, 
A minus or A, why isn't it an A plus? Why isn't it a hundred percent? Why is it a 98? So that is kind of what he was up against. And Nathaniel and I would always go to the state spelling bee together. I've always been a good speller. And so he was always there. And, you know, he was expected to excel in all academics and was also expected to play like five instruments or something. So his father was very, very hard on him. And apparently one night he went into his father's room in the middle of the night and stabbed him to death. And the way that he accidentally stabbed his mother and sisters, they were trying to stop him and kind of get into the middle of what was happening and he had stabbed them too. So he was actually paroled. This happened in 2009. He was just recently paroled, but it blew my mind. Although I understood because I knew his father and I knew how strict he was. I saw how that could happen. Um, but Nathaniel actually used to have a big crush on me when we were little. Like, when it was candy gram time or whatever, or Valentine's Day, he would bring me flowers and he had a big crush on me and I, I never liked him because he used to pick his nose and eat it. So yeah, that's my other crazy story. So another crazy Nathaniel story. Um, and he's paroled now, so watch out Las Vegas. Um, that's that. Um, in less true crimey news, there's a new TV series called Chucky, and it's coming on in um, on October 12th, and it's going to be on sci-fi. It's a 10-part series. It's a continuation of the Cult of Chucky movie, which was the seventh film that I heard was kind of not even good, so I'm really surprised that they're doing this. Um, that is going to be some continuance of that. The Chucky doll doesn't look very scary. They've kind of redone that. I did like the Child's Play remake from a couple of years ago with Aubrey Plaza. I didn't think I would like it, but my daughter convinced me to watch it and I did like it. Um, not, it's not like the original, but it is what it is. Um, and so there's like in the trailer for this movie, this kid is carrying this Chucky doll around with him. There's a scene of them in the science lab and he's like carrying the doll all over school with him. Like what high schooler is carrying around a Chucky doll? It just doesn't make sense. Um, and I, I just get so frustrated because I feel like Hollywood is constantly remaking everything. Are there no fresh ideas? Can no one come up with anything interesting? Or are we just going to recycle the same stuff over and over and over again? It's so annoying. I know there are creative minds out there. Get some writers off of TikTok or something. I feel like that's where all the creative people are. But I it, that always also reminded me of a childhood memory. I used to visit a family member in New Mexico and she had a doll that originally I thought it was a My Buddy doll, but I just looked it up and it's actually, let's see. I'm going to pull it up on my laptop. It's actually called a Corky doll. So the difference is, so, so basically, Chucky was based off of the Corky doll and the My Buddy doll. And the thing about the Corky doll is that he had a cassette tape, kind of like a Teddy Ruxpin. He had that like cassette tape inside of his chest where you could play it and it could read you stories and talk to you. But super fucking creepy. And I remember even then, you know, as a child, the Chucky movies and Child's Play terrified me. I would have nightmares about these dolls. Um, but I remember asking that family member when I would spend the night, like, please put that doll away. Please take it to your room, put it in a closet, whatever. It was so 
fucking creepy. And the fact that it had the cassette in and was talking and everything was just insane. So there is that. If you guys have any weird fears or like things that don't quite make sense as an adult, let me know. I also have an irrational fear of dinosaurs. And that goes back to my childhood going to like the natural history museums and stuff like that, where you would go and they would have these huge animatronic dinosaurs that would like turn their heads and blink and roar. And they were always kind of lit in a dark setting. And it was just so creepy. So I have um, this dumb irrational fear of dinosaurs, which has extended into my adult life. I actually was riding the Jurassic Park ride at Universal Studios years ago, the water ride, and I pretty much put my head in my ex-husband's armpit and just about cried. So, it the fear is alive and well in me. Let me know what your irrational fears are so I can feel a little bit better about myself. Uh, in other stupid news, Yahoo wrote an entire article about a 10-second Camila Cabello TikTok video. So basically in the video, she's it's music playing in the background and she looks like all sad and frumpy and everything. And then she pops to my doll and then all of a sudden she looks like a movie star in the next scene. And the, the caption says like when the my doll hits or you ladies understand when the my doll hits or something. Yahoo wrote an entire article about this video. It is a 10 second TikTok video. Like, do y'all have nothing better to do? Why is this news? Why is this news? I don't understand. It is so stupid trying to find entertainment news articles to talk about on this on this episode was harder than it should be for that itself. Like I yeah, a, a, an entire article like probably 8 paragraphs on that 10 second video. So that happened. Um also, they have released the coming to Netflix in August information. It all looks like garbage, you know, according to me. I even heard of 90% of it, but I'm going to put screenshots on Instagram and I want you guys to let me know if there's anything on there that is worth watching because I'm completely, I feel like I'm totally out of shows. I used to be addicted to 90 Day Fiance, all things 90 Day Fiance. It's just so boring to me lately. I did watch the Paradise, Love in Paradise or something that it's like Love in Paradise, a 90-day story. So it's not technically 90-day fiance, but it's still a Matt Shark production. And I'd watched an episode of that. I actually did like that show. So that's one thing. But uh, Too Large on Discovery Plus, that's over. That was only six freaking episodes, like BS. Um, Thousand Pound Sisters, that's an addiction of mine. If you've listened to episodes with Justine and myself, you know that. Um happily ever after. I have not watched that show this season. It just seems so fucking boring. I've only watched some episodes of Pillow Talk here and there because then I get a basic recap and I can listen to the podcast recaps too. Uh, but I watched Dr. Death on Peacock. I actually had to subscribe because they tease you. They let you watch three episodes for free and then to get the other five episodes, you gotta pay. So I did. I watched that. I enjoyed that. Uh, Pacey from Dawson's Creek, Joshua Jackson. God, he's so cute still. Um, he was in that. So that was really good. And I otherwise, I feel like there's nothing to watch. 
And with all of the options and all of the screening, the streaming platforms, I'm like, how is there nothing to watch? So you guys let me know what your uh, opinions are, what your recommendations are. I need something to watch. So please help me out here. Um, oh, in sad news, the PBS show Arthur is ending after 25 years. They said that it's only been 195 episodes. That's kind of shocking to me. It's been around since 1996. The memes kind of have ruined me for Arthur lately. There's some pretty dirty ass memes, but I used to watch that show when I was a kid. I was only eight when it came out. It's very, very nostalgic. It's finally ending after 25 years. It's really sad. Apparently they stopped making new episodes a couple years ago, but they're actually going to stop putting them out now. So that's sad. Uh, let's talk about, oh, so Travis and Courtney, Travis Barker, Courtney Kardashian, they got engaged in Las Vegas a couple, a week or so ago. Um, I love them. I think that they look like, uh, they fuck. So good for them. They fuck. I mean, I am like vicariously thinking. So, um, yeah, so they got engaged now, Alabama Barker is Travis Barker and Shana Moakley's daughter. She is freaking gorgeous. She's 15 or 16 years old, gold, or gold, blonde, beautiful. She looks a lot like her mom. And honestly, I feel a little jealous sometimes. I'm like, God, I wish I looked like that. I'm 33. She's literally like less than half my age. She is so pretty. But there's a lot of makeup going on. There's a lot of, I don't want to slut shame. I don't want anybody to be pissed off at me in the, in the um, reviews. But um, yesterday I saw photos of her on her Instagram of her wearing like literal lingerie, like a lingerie bodysuit type thing on Instagram and TikTok. And I'm like, why does her father let her do this? It is so upsetting to me. It's so upsetting to me because my daughter is 13. She is going to be 14 in about three months or four months. It is horrifying to me to think about her being on Instagram with hundreds of thousands or a million followers or however many she has in lingerie with her tits hanging out. And it is horrifying to me. So I I don't understand it. It really upsets me. It makes me uncomfortable. And that, you know, it also makes me uncomfortable that when I think about teen TV shows, so they did the Gossip Girl reboot and I watched an episode or two of that. I never watched Gossip Girl when it originally came out. So I did like that, the reboot episode. I thought it was pretty good. But as I'm watching it, I'm like, holy shit, teen shows and teen movies represent teens in such a grown-up manner. It's almost like, first of all, everybody in a teen show is like 30 or 25 and they're playing like a 15-year-old. But when you think about shows like The O.C., One Tree Hill, Gossip Girl, you know, all of these teen shows, uh, movies like Varsity Blues and stuff like that. And I think these people are representing someone who would be my daughter's age, 
or maybe a couple years older than that, it seriously makes me want to fucking die because it is so adult and so grown up and they're having sex and they're doing drugs and they're wearing designer clothes and like walking runways and I don't know. It makes me so uncomfortable and every time I watch something like that, I'm just like, okay, I would have been so into this as a teenager and I wanted to be the mean hot girl and in my teen years and everything. And I I grew up and I realized, like, you don't want to be the mean girl. You want to be the nice girl. Um, But back then, I wanted to be the hot mean girl so bad. And I look at my daughter and I just want to hug her. And I'm so proud of her because she's the, quote, like, weird anime kid. She's not weird. She's so much cooler than everybody else. She's doing cosplay. She's got like, she's learning how to do some really cool ass makeup. Like it is so impressive to me. And she's into anime and she's into like punk rock music from when I was in high school. And she likes NSYNC and Spice Girls and Britney. And she's just so fucking cool. And she's the sweetest kid. Like, she's a great friend and she's a great daughter. And she's, she is what you should be at 13, 14 years old. And I'm just thanking my lucky stars that she is so cool and that she's so age appropriate for right now. And praying to God that she doesn't end up like a gossip girl or like... Uh, you know, girl that I wanted to be in One Tree Hill or in Varsity Blues. I just pray to God that she doesn't stand in front of a quarterback in a big whipped cream bikini with like, you know, with cherries on her nipples. Like, yeah. So, I mean, pray for me, you guys. Just pray for me that my daughter stays cool and is not that girl because I just want to protect her in a little bubble as long as I can. She she gets frustrated with me and she's like, mom, you're so overprotective. And I just tell her like, I'm overprotective because my mom was underprotective. And I know it's super annoying and you probably are so sick of hearing this, but one day you'll understand and you'll be grateful that I protected you And I just want to keep you protected and innocent as long as I can. And I'm sure that people out there are going to be like, oh, there's probably all kinds of stuff that you don't know. Well, there probably is. But let me live in, you know, ignorant bliss and just be grateful for my sweet kid. But, you know, teen movies make me uncomfortable. Alabama Barker is beautiful, but makes me so uncomfortable. And, um... I think that's about it, you guys. Oh, Benefer 2.0. I am all fucking about it. I'm going to put a poll on the Instagram. I want to know what you guys think. Like, do you think this is a publicity thing? Do you think they're really in love? I think they're in love. And I've been talking for years about how much I would love for them to get back together because JLo and Mark Anthony was such a weird connection. And I felt like JLo and A-Rod were also a weird connection. Every time I thought about JLo, I was like, I just wish she and um, Ben Affleck would get back together because they were like so hot for each other. And, you know, 20 years later, they're still fucking hot for each other. I'm totally into it. I am totally into Benefer 2.0. But, you know, I think he's a cheater. I think he cheated on Jen Gardner. So, 
Let me know what you guys think. Are you for it? Are you against it? Is it publicity? Is it bullshit? Is it for real? Let me know what you think. Also, let me know what you think about this episode. It's, you know, I kind of threw some stuff together. I wanted to get on here and put something out for you. Um, Obviously, it's easier and more fun to have a guest on. But if you're cool with the solo episodes, I'll throw them out there for you. Just kind of update you on what's going on. But I hope that you enjoyed this. Check out Instagram for some polls and some screenshots and some fun stuff. Let me know what I should be watching on streaming and um, let me know what you think about the solo episode. So check out uh, Resting Bitch Pod on Instagram and I will talk to you bitches later. Thank you.